This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, April 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state of lines. Climate bills face ag opposition. EPA pledges earnest engagement on WOTUS. And this is the time for ag climate funding. Ag drops opposition to carbon sequestration bill a bill that initially would have set carbon sequestration goals for natural and working lands, has now been amended to reflect the concerns of ag groups. Senator Nancy Skinner of Berkeley said her measure would support farmers by setting up the protocols needed to participate in private carbon markets. Skinner has replaced the provision on setting goals with one of the developing a strategy to serve as a framework for increasing carbon capture practices. Uh, Senator Susan Eggman of Stockton thanks Skinner for, quote, working with the agriculture community to make sure nobody was harmed with this. And on that note, farm groups also dropped their opposition to a bill that would develop climate hubs to serve impacted communities. The groups feared the program would be funded through credits set aside for agriculture and industrial ratepayers investing in clean energy. The author has since cleared up the language of the bill. Another climate bill debated this week faces agriculture opposition as well. That measure would set a goal for California to reach 90% carbon neutrality by 2045 with a focus on nature-based solutions. Opponents argue that both carbon neutrality and nature-based solutions are poorly defined and would set a limit on carbon removal technologies. Regan aims to stop the WOTUS ping-ponging. EPA Administrator Michael Regan says there needs to be some permanence to the Biden administration's upcoming rewrite of the waters of the U.S. rule. It will be the third attempt to write a lasting WOTUS rule in as many presidents. Speaking to the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee yesterday, Regan said he hopes to bring the ag community into the discussion on, quote, what's the best way to move forward without ping-ponging back and forth, protecting our water quality and not overburdening our farmers. Regan previously said that the Biden administration would not bring back the Obama rule, which expanded the number of wetlands and other features subject to regulation under the Clean Water Act. But he said yesterday the Trump administration's WOTUS rewrite was not, quote, as protective of water quality as it could be. And do take note, he said he did not want to prejudge the outcome without an earnest engagement with our ag community. For more on what he told the committee, you can visit agripulse.com. Policy vets, time is now for conservation funding. Two of D.C.'s best minds on ag policy say an upcoming infrastructure bill is likely to be critical for getting a big increase in conservation program funding for climate-friendly farming practices. I don't think anybody should live under the illusion that there are going to be new dollars available when we're writing the 2023 Farm Bill. That Randy Russell, a lobbyist representing the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, speaking to members of the North American Agriculture Journalists. Ferd Hofner, a consultant who was the longtime policy director for the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, says farm groups need to coalesce behind the effort. This is the year. This is the time. This is the place. This is the bill. Why it matters? 
Advocates say the conservation program funding is needed to help farmers cover the cost of changing their practices, as well as compensating farmers who can't participate in carbon markets for one reason or another. Biden's American Jobs Plan includes just $1 billion in conservation spending, which Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, says is woefully inadequate. WIC participants get help to buy fruits and veggies. Millions of participants in the Women, Infants, and Children's program throughout the nation and its territories will soon have an opportunity to buy more fruits and vegetables under a provision included in the American Rescue Plan now being implemented by USDA. Under the ARP, states have the option of increasing the value of a voucher used to buy produce from $9 a child, $11 for pregnant, postpartum, and breastfeeding women to $35. The relief, funded with $490 million in the ARP, is available for four months. More than 80 WIC programs have signed on to increase the benefits, including 48 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and American Samoa, along with numerous tribes. For most, increased benefits will be made available from June through September. U.S., Mexico, and Canada to hold USMCA annual meetings soon. Top trade officials from the U.S., Mexico, and Canada will convene, quote, in the next few weeks to review complaints that have been made under the three countries' new trade agreement. That the word of U.S. Traded Representative Catherine Tai yesterday. Tai called it a meeting, quote, to review performance and to take care of the agreement. She said she would bring up complaints such as Mexico's proposed ban of glyphosate and Canada's alleged misuse of the dairy quotas it agreed to in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The Biden administration will discuss next steps after the meeting if the U.S. complaints are not adequately addressed at the meeting. Ty told Senate Appropriations Subcommittee. You can read more about the hearing at agripulse.com. Here's today's He Said It. Instead of lighting a match to all the woody waste, it will actually create renewable energy out of it. That Assembly member Rudy Salas of Bakersfield on his bill incentivizing the construction of new biomass facilities, which passed another committee yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, April 29th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.